Hello there and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted that you are here with me so we can spend an hour together taking a nice good look at these stories you're writing, the stories you're drafting, the stories that you're mulling over in your head. Maybe those stories that made it onto the vision board and you are living out loud in full-blown color right now. Heck yes, those stories are yours. And I would love to, as your coach, help you bring those stories into the world and onto the page. I work with first, second, and third-time authors who are writing memoir or self-development or something really fancy and creative like maybe even a cookbook. I've been getting more and more people that are doing cooking. And let me tell you, that is so much fun. I don't do as much fiction these days, but I have a, a long history with it. So if you have a fiction project you want to talk about, let's talk about it. I never do horror, mm-mm, scares me. I don't do mystery, mm-mm, I'm just not so talented in that area. But uh, memoir, very big. Self-development, very big. Your branding, very big. Food, oh yes. Maybe even, um, maybe even we should start a, a topic called uh, Books About Transitions because I'm finding I do a lot of that as well. I would love to hear what your project is. You can always send me a little email. I'm the only one who reads it. And you would write to Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. We get together here on Thursdays. And our show is live at 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And we offer you an encore on Fridays. That's 6 a.m. when you're driving to work, Pacific Coast Time. And 9 a.m. when you're just getting to work on the East Coast. However it works for you, works for me. I love for you to join us live but we also create a recording and offer the show as a podcast on your favorite platforms. Every week we change up the topic. So I just want to take a second to thank Michael Dugan, who was here last week. We really, really had a good time taking a look at what it's like to create a podcast and how he went from zero to 60 really quickly, putting out a beautiful podcast called Voice for Chefs. And use the number four on that, Voice for Chefs. It is now in season two. Uh, We started working together in the very early days of the pandemic, and he went live with his show, the following year. It's doing very well. I really enjoyed sitting here in the studio talking about his experiences and how he went from thought to production in one year's time. I also want to thank uh, Becky Gibbler, who came to the studio with me in February. She wrote a book about transitioning from grief into a really soul-centered, elevated life. And Becky is someone who was really loving her life before she lost her partner suddenly and had to really, really reinvent herself. And in doing so, she found the words to help others that were grieving. And we worked on that Together, she put together an amazing book of photography. And right now, she's out on the road putting together book number four. Can't even believe it. At the same time, 
I shouldn't even say that. I can believe it. Because both of these people, Michael and Becky, several other people that I've been working with, are now in this place where they're feeling a certain level of confidence. Now, some people think you have to be 100% confident to do anything at all with your writing. And it's absolutely not true. There's really a subtle difference between the scared writer and the confident writer. Because confident writers can have a certain amount of fear rolling around inside of them. But they have established certain practices and have acquired certain wisdoms that they're putting forward. And therefore, they're really carrying themselves with confidence. Even if you're feeling some fear down below or way, way deep down below, you can still be quite confident in knowing that your message is going to be good for others. When you lean into that, when you lean into that knowing that what you are writing and what you are expressing is good for the world, my goodness, you start right away feeling a heck of a lot more confident. I watched this happen in Michael. I watched it happen in Becky. I'm watching it right now with Diana. I see it all the time with Don. Yesterday, I had a lovely experience sitting across from Lindy, watching her light up with her new book for young professionals. She's really targeting it at 20-somethings. And man, oh man, does she have great ideas. There were little moments when I caught her on Zoom doubting herself for a minute, but for the most part, she's adopting this feeling of confidence. And my friends, that's where it starts. Confident writers didn't just roll out of bed one day and leave all their fears behind. But one of the things confident writers do is that they know they have to get right with how they feel with themselves before they're ever going to experience the feeling of confidence. So this is just one of the many points I want to make for you today. Let's just play with this for a minute here. If you're waking up and you are full of scary, scary thoughts, it's really possible that your day is going to look just as scary. When you're sleeping and you're playing lots of scary thoughts, well, you've got a nice little nightmare movie going on. And sometimes when you wake up, you think, oh, that was just terrifying. But you realize it was all fiction. You made up the whole thing in your head. There's times when I've woken up from nightmares, and then I've carried on throughout the day just hoping that the darn thing doesn't come true. What I've learned is that sometimes our anxiety and our scary thoughts are playing out in the images of nightmares so we can sort of flush it right out of our subconscious mind. And when we wake up, we're in the real dream, the dream of really creating our life not playing nightmares, not sticking to negative, scary thoughts, but really getting into the creative side of life. Now, confident writers practice this a lot. They practice being with their creativity. And they might do this by sketching out stories and then going to the computer if you're not really a trained writer yet, you might think starting at the computer is where you're going to find your confidence. I've talked to some, but very few writers who tell me that's how it works for them. Most of us, if we haven't been out living life or sitting down sketching out a story or talking something through with somebody we care about, 
if we actually treat sitting down at the computer as step one and that it's going to be where we get our confidence because somehow we're just going to start writing the next epic novel, well, (laughs) you might find that you don't have as many words for the computer program that you wanted. You might get a half a page out and feel pretty darn stuck. Now, a confident writer is actually going to have some sort of practice that they have tried and tried again, and now they feel comfortable with. For example, one of the things I do as a confident writer is I know, I know, I know, I know. If I sit down in front of the computer screen and I think I can borrow confidence from it, I'm just going to have a terrible day, much like a nightmare that maybe I had recently. I know as a confident writer, the way I get my thoughts going is by getting busy physically. So that might mean doing a workout, going for a walk, getting my dance groove on. It might mean getting out in the garden with a shovel and some dirt and some beautiful flowers. Now, I'm not a heavy-duty gardener, but I'll tell you, I get really, really creative when I'm digging around in the dirt. It might mean, again, for me, I don't know if this is how you do it, but it's something that brings confidence to me, might mean that I go into a room And I get things all organized and arranged in a way that's very pleasant for me. I find when I'm doing these things with my hands, with my body, where there's movement, my creative mind gets going. And it doesn't go back into old nightmares. It doesn't meditate on things that won't serve me. Instead, I get really groovy, fun ideas. I've been practicing this for a lot of years, so I know to start there. I know not to sit down in front of the computer and think it's just going to offer me some entitled confidence. That's not how it works for me. But I have talked to the rare writer who shares with me that they have a really, really great relationship with their computer, with their softwares, and that when they sit down, they take a couple of deep breaths, and they just go for it. I mean, if that's you, all the more power to you. I salute you, but it's not me, and it's not a lot of us. So if you're feeling like that's that's the epitome of a accomplished and confident writer, I just want to tell you, it is a great way to go and it is a bit rare. I want you to find your way. I want you to be exploring. Is it, is it getting into your body, getting into some movement that starts your creative juices flowing? Is it having a conversation with a friend or a coach that helps take you deeper into an idea where you feel confident then about putting it on paper? Is it by getting away, really getting your eyes on all new scenery? My friend Kara is a pro at this. She's become a world-class traveler. (laughs) At least that's how I think of her. But wow, she goes out, she puts her eyes in new countries, new settings, new situations, and it fills her with ideas. The nightmares go away. I want you to understand that the more you can practice finding where your creativity lives, the more you are going to feel confident. And I'm just going to be bold and tell you, it is your birthright to feel confident. And it is your birthright to exercise your creativity and find ways that serves others so you can be expressing it into the world. 
I'm your host, Coach Debbie. I love working with first, second, and third-time authors. I help people put together their brands, their blogs, and even their books. Right now, I am teaching with my mentor, Alan Cohen, on his class, Spiritual Writing. And we are into, we're well into our first week at this point, starting up on our second week. He just might let you in if you ask him nicely. His website is alancohen.com. It's A-L-A-N-C-O-H-E-N, alancohen.com. Just click on Mastery for Spiritual Writing. It's a really lovely 12-week course. He created all of the content for the course, and he delivers it online on Tuesday evenings. And I am the coach for this course. So when people are wanting to work one-on-one, they call me up, and we get together on Zoom, and we hash out whatever that story is, wherever that creative block is getting in the way, whatever it is you need to be talking about. Yesterday, I invited the students to send in the the uh, exercise. We had an exercise in class, and I invited them to write to me and just send in their response. So I sat at my computer yesterday and wrote a reply and inspiration to every single person that followed up with that prompt. And let me tell you this. I have rarely had that much fun being at my computer. But for me, this was a collaborative time. It was just one letter after another where somebody said, this was my take on the exercise. What do you think? How could you help me further? This is what I love to do. I love to be with you and help you get more in tune with your expression and to do it confidently. I'm Coach Debbie. This is Story You Talk Radio. We need to take our first break here, but please stay tuned. We're going to come right back. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back, my friends. This is Story U Talk Radio. That's a capital U. Story U Talk Radio, where we dive into all topics related to story. And today we are talking about the confident writer. Who is that, you might be thinking? Is that me? Am I on my way to being a confident writer? Of course you are. Absolutely you are. One question I get all the time, are the confident writers the ones that are born that way as opposed to the ones like me? I get this question from people all the time who aren't feeling very confident. They'll ask me, "Are are the confident writers the ones who are born that way? No. That's the simple answer. No. It's just like, Are the gold medalists the ones who are born that way? No. They would all tell you they weren't born with a gold medal around their neck. Now, what they might tell you is that very, very early on, they thought sprinting to the grocery store was the coolest thing in the world. And somehow 
that led them to track and field and becoming part of the Olympic team and on and on and on. Well, that's wonderful. But what I want you to see is that even though they weren't born with the gold medal around their neck, they were born with, possibly, or soon after, a desire to do something. And they kept doing it and trying it out in different ways and seeing how far they could go with it. They kept getting creative with it. Yeah, it's a with it thing. They weren't necessarily confident in their early, early days of sprinting like mad to the grocery store and buying penny candy and running home as fast as they could. Maybe they weren't confident, but they sure as heck were having a good time. Something I want you to understand is that if you're going to become a confident writer, one thing you need to be doing is having yourself a good time with your writing. I'll tell you this. I've started many programs, and I've worked with many different types of writers over the years. I worked in community college. I've worked in entrepreneurial settings where I was, uh, even in the court systems in my 30s, I was offering classes uh, where people learned how to write responses with lots of confidence. But what I have found, especially in my memoir writing classes, is that the people that come and sit down in the early days and say, I've really, really got an idea for a book, but the thing that's in my way is I don't love writing yet. Oh, my goodness. I can't even tell you how much that's in the way. That's really big and in the way. It's the first thing we have to address. Even if they've got a massively wonderful idea for a book, if they can't stand writing or if they think writing is beyond them, I just don't know how I'm going to help them until we get really creative and bring them into the fun of writing. Now, for some people, they're not writing about something fun, so it's not truly appropriate. But in Becky's case, and boy, I hope you caught that interview with her. That was on February 2nd, 2023. She was writing about grief. When she started writing, she was really frank with me that it was not fun to be writing. But what she discovered right away is that it was healing. It was helping her. It was lifting her up. And it became, in her words, a little addictive in a good way. It was providing that solve to the wound that she needed so much. So if you're not going to find it fun, you're going to have to, in some way, find it really, really useful You're going to have to, in some way, bring your creativity to it and find that there is reward and joy for you in doing the writing. It has been my experience that those who are most successful in my programs, who finish, who go on and do another book, who go on and make writing part of their life going forward, It's my experience that those people wanted to be writing. They knew a certain level of fun, creativity, joy, uplifting, healing, something along those lines. So I know I'm being a little rough with you here, but if you are that person who's sitting there saying, yeah, I've just got an amazing idea but I can't stand the thought of sitting down and writing it all out. You're going to either have to turn that around really soon or you're going to have to come up with some other way to be creative because honestly, your life wasn't meant. No, 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 no. Your life was not meant to be the writer who is in pain. 
you are meant, if you want to be writing, to do it confidently. Now, here's another thing I want to share with you. A lot of people that are saying, yeah, they're saying, I don't like writing. In fact, I've had some bad experiences with writing. They're not really, really at the core yet of admitting what's true, which is that the bad experiences kind of run in the show and getting in the way of all the fun and joy and creativity that I want them to experience because I want them to become a confident writer. Usually when we're saying, oh, I don't like writing. Oh, I'm not cut out for writing. I got this great book in my mind, but yep, it's never going to get done because I don't think I like writing. That person, yeah, they usually had some kind of experience somewhere along the line where they decided, I can't do this. Maybe they got a bad grade on something. Or maybe it's even indirect. Maybe they were told long ago, well, you're amazing with, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Stick with that because that's about the only thing you really know how to do. And so now that they've got an idea for a book, they're thinking, oh, it's outside of my wheelhouse. I can't do it. But it's just not the darn truth. And if they're willing to sign up and do a little coaching with me very quickly, we can find out if this person is open to finding a certain joy and creativity and fun with writing or they're not. In the case with Becky, who was doing a piece of writing around grief, she found that early on it was really bringing her home to herself. The writing was helping her see the thoughts that were jumbled up in her head and the fears of what is my life going to be now? Now that I've lost someone so special to me, where's the vision for my life? The writing was starting to give her that hope, that vision, that clarity, that support. The writing was actually in some way working as a friend to her. So her thoughts of, I'm a photographer, I'm not really a writer, turned to, man, I love photography and it is really great when you put writing with it. She changed. She changed her paradigm. And you can too, but I really want to encourage you to work on that first. Don't sit down in front of the computer and decide You're going to hammer hard on some book and just get it out there. Don't do that. It's going to hurt. It's not worth it. Find your joy, your fun, your creativity, your expression, and you're going to have a great time. Now, if you were with me last week, that show was on, hmm, what was that date? I want to say May 11th, 2023. We had Michael here. Now, Michael was one of my podcasting students who knew he was feeling really creative and excited when it came to getting a microphone, getting the chefs out of the kitchen, bringing their stories to the airwaves, but he was a little nervous about doing the drafting part. Now, we can work with nerves because every good writer started there, truly. Every good writer experienced some sense of nervousness before they found their confidence. I was sitting here with Michael last week, just watching him glow in confidence. He really knows what he's doing, and he's probably known longer than he's even known that he's known. But I was sitting here across, watching, and I was also remembering that it was just a few years ago when he thought, oh, the writing part, that's where I really need some help because, oh, I don't know how confident I feel about that yet. In fact, oh, I don't know if I feel confident at all. You know, that turned around really quickly for Michael because of his joy of getting to express himself in a podcast. 
writing was a stepping stone toward that. And we came up with some ways that spoke to his creative drive. So he was in that driver's seat and doing it really, really soon. So I just want to invite you to think about where are you at with your confidence in writing? If you were on a scale of zero to a hundred and a hundred is maybe where you see your most favorite writer and it doesn't matter that they don't see themselves there, but you do. You think of your favorite writer as having 100 points in confidence. Where do you see yourself on that scale? And if it's somewhere around a 5 or a 10 or a 20 or even a 30 or even a 40, you're, you're hanging out in the lower hemisphere of confidence and there's a lot we can do with that if you want to get some help and address it. Because like I said, it could just be a bad old experience lingering in the background holding you down. We can work with that pretty quickly and eliminate those monsters and nightmares so that when you are out in the world, when you are experiencing life, you're engaging in your creativity and you're feeling the excitement that's required of a writer when you come back and do the drafting and do the writing. You don't necessarily have to start by sitting in front of the computer feeling confident or sitting in front of the notepad feeling confident. But you want to have some practices in place so that you have these moments of confidence. And I promise you, one moment will ripple into the next and the next and the next and the next. It's not going to take a lifetime to build your confidence but it will take a certain dedication and desire to find where your creativity lies because your creativity is going to work with your written expression and those things are going to come together and form your confidence. Did you get that? Your creativity, the thing that helps you just feel alive and full of thoughts, that is going to work together with the way you most want to be expressive. And when you are in that energy, the final equation comes down to you feeling far more confident about bringing your dream into existence. Now, I have a few other points here I'm going to talk to you as we go on with the show, a lot of people will say, you know, all right, I'm not stuck in the, in the 20 percentile, but I do feel a certain gap hanging out here feeling, you know, 75% confident. I know I can write. I know I'm, I'm okay at it, but I don't know. I don't know if I can put out volumes of writing. Ooh. That gets in the way. So they score themselves at about, you know, 75% confident. There's all kinds of tips that the confident writer could give to you so you could work this out very quickly. One is to really look at what we were just talking about, and that is adopting some personalized practices that get you being creative whether it's dancing, getting outside, talking it out, these personalized practices are going to help you along. Another is going to be to take any opportunity you can where you need to be speaking succinctly and following through on it. So maybe someone invites you to a meeting where you are an expert. Speak succinctly. That's a hard word, succinctly, as opposed to feeling like you have to say volumes and volumes and volumes of words to be understood. 
just sink it down to a sweet message. When we come back from the break, we're also going to talk about how you make a great first impression on paper, how you work with your tone, how you really move beyond skimming and into expanding, and how you help get zillions of stories out there into the world. I got a lot to share with you, so please come back after the break. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and focusing on what it takes to be a confident writer. Even confident writers roll out of bed on certain days, and they're just not feeling it at all. They have to put what they know into practice to retune themselves back into being and feeling confident. Sometimes a confident writer who's been at it for many, many years will find if they're not out and about sharing their stories, they lose their confidence. There were many people that got in touch with me as the pandemic subsided and those face-to-face opportunities were presented again. They'd call me up and say, I need some coaching. I have to go and stand in front of an audience of a thousand, and it's been a couple years now. I don't have my confidence going on. Well, that's very normal. And it doesn't take just oodles and oodles and years and years of time to get that back. What it takes in many times is that memory of something that worked well. And I find this works even for the brand new writer who's feeling a little scared and wants to adopt some confidence. So go with me on this. It's always a great idea. If you have to do something, say, speak in front of a group, even if it's only 10 people, that can be just as daunting as a thousand if you don't feel practiced at it. Or say you have to write something for a magazine. It's going to be published. People are going to see it. They're going to see your writing. And that scares you. Whatever it is that is challenging you, I like to do this. I like to go back to something that has nothing to do with writing, but I know that I'm good at, and I know I enjoy it, And I close my eyes and I put myself in one of those situations. So for me, one of the things that really helps me out when I'm feeling like, oh, I don't know if I want to get back up on a stage. It's been nice hanging out at home. I put myself in a situation just by closing my eyes and I bring up a dinner party where my meal was a hit. And the reason I do this is because not only is it fun remembering that people loved my food, but it's so fun acknowledging that I find it very, very creative and uplifting to cook for people. I really enjoy it. And I, I do have a certain confidence around it. I would never compare myself to a single chef in the world. I'm not that girl, but I am the one 
who really loves matching up spices with natural ingredients or animal product and going to town and making my own recipes, plating it up and seeing what my friends think of it. Nine times out of 10, people really like it. Um, Maybe nine and three quarters times out of 10. I do remember one time I got a dish just that wee too spicy. Oh dear, we all had just, we had to make extra, what do they call that? It's an Italian dish, right? Or no, Indian, raita. We had to make extra Greek yogurt. It's a beautiful way to calm down the mouth. Uh, So that night didn't go so well. So I don't think of that night. I go to all the other ones that were fun. They were creative. We were bringing ideas together. And when I'm sitting on my couch, pulling up that memory, just getting myself in the feeling of it, I realize the next thing I have to speak on could feel this good too. I could go to it and feel confident. I remember this one time I was asked to, I've probably shared this here, I was asked to share my vulnerable story at uh, a 12-step meeting. And this was for friends and family members of alcoholics. And I was to speak a, a story about my childhood. And the, the word little uh, was in the, the conference title. It was something like the little assembly gathering and, you know, the name of the town. And I just thought, oh, good, you know, this will be a nice, small little gathering. Yeehaw, I'm ready. I can do that. I feel confident. And I got there, and it was an auditorium with microphones and gigantic speakers and overhead lights and those, those like rock star lights that are in your eyes and rows and rows and rows for people to sit I was a, a, a wheat intimidated because not only was I going to be speaking and telling stories about my life, but this, this was going to get a little personal. And at some point, one of the things they, they want you to do is really show or showcase how, how your life is better. And how am I going to show that? If I'm nervous as all get out. Well, here's the great thing. While I was sitting in the audience waiting for my turn, it came into my mind that this knee shaking I was doing and palm sweating I was doing had to come to a a roaring halt or I would probably faint before I even started speaking. And I did. I had this memory come to mind where I I was cooking, and I had these friends over, and I was really enjoying myself. We had a lovely evening together, and that that was possibly divine intervention working its way with me. I have no idea, but ever since that, any time I am nervous about speaking or about writing or mostly speaking, now that I'm sitting here pausing and thinking about it, I bring up some memory where I was creative and in the end, I felt pretty confident. Things went well. I enjoyed the experience of putting my little talents together and offering a little dinner party. So why not try this with speaking? It's really interesting how this translates. When you get yourself in the feeling, you become that confident writer. Remember, you only have to be a confident writer one assignment at a time, or one engagement at a time, or one page of writing at a time. If you wake up the next day and you're not feeling it, you can re-assist yourself into bringing yourself back into that feeling of confidence.
Now, one thing that a writer is going to do if they want to repeat that experience of confidence is they are going to really pay attention to tone when they're speaking and writing. They're not going to be that person that just goes off the handle and says whatever they want. Typically, that person is not feeling confident. There's some other words we could put with those typical situations, but I'll spare you of that. Those tones that come off as, uh, you know, hilarious, but they're putting others down, or they're a bit angry, but they're making some, you know, point. Um, sometimes all of that fails to really be in a place of certainty and grounded confidence. However, the, the writer and the speaker that is using a tone, a thoughtful tone, who is connected to their audience, who really cares that their deep message comes through, they're going to find that they don't have to do, you know, like a silent meditation before every single speaking gig or have hours and hours of practice in place before they go to their computer to do their days of writing. Working with your tone, working with what is your honest message, as opposed to the one that's just going to flippantly fly through the air, that's, that's the person developing an honest confidence instead of possibly an arrogance or possibly a bigger ego. I'm not saying that's what's going on with all of them, but take note yourself and, and see how your own point system uh, works with tone and works with people just flying off the handle. Also, the person that wants to speak and write confidently, they're usually practicing making an excellent impression on paper. They're usually working very thoughtfully with their words around their own biography, around their own profile, around their own image. The person that's pumping themselves way beyond any truth or the person completely holding back, they're not exercising their confidence. On the other hand, the person who might sit down with their coach and say, I've got one full page to put my profile out there. I need these words to count. When you start to think about what is true for you, what you really want your readers and audience to know about you, you are working with a strong and confident first impression. You get practiced at this, and you'll find more and more situations you're in, you will feel confident. You won't have to go away on some vision quest to call up your confidence. Now, I'm not against a vision quest, but sometimes it's difficult if you're doing, say, three speaking events a week to have to go out questing with the lions every single time you've got something coming up. Try out this one. Are you the person that really likes to focus on the nagging problems in the world and bring your voice to that? Or are you the confident speaker that's really focused more on how we breathe a little more life through challenge? There's a big difference there. Might not sound like it. It might sound like they're both problematic situations where we have to address circumstance in order to move forward. But actually, there's a big difference between harping on what's not working out in the world and putting your voice to that and digging an issue into a grave. There's a big difference 
between doing that and seeing something as a challenge where we want to bring possibility, bring about thoughtful change, bring about how challenge really is worthy of voice and not to harp on it as some nagging problem that won't go away. I used to be a harper. I, I was one of those people that, especially around election time, boy, oh boy, I could harp on for days of how I wanted my candidate to win and how disappointed I was if they didn't. It's been, ah, I think, I think once in my life uh, I voted for a candidate that won, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, and at the same time, it's been very, very surprising to me looking back of how my nagging talk of a nagging situation and circumstance just made it worse and worse and worse for me. And I couldn't find my confidence anywhere in that, even if I tried to spin it into a joke. What helps is to see challenge in situation or to see the problem and know that right around the corner from a problem, there's probably some sort of solution if I'm willing to put a thoughtful voice to it and let that start to lead me. How might that thoughtful voice breathe more life into possibility and less and less into the nagging stuckness that I'm feeling. Because nagging stuckness doesn't help me evolve into some sort of confidence. And my guess is it doesn't help you either. Well, guess what? If you're dealing with this, I have a community coming up that might be great for you. I'm thinking about calling it Coach Debbie Superstars. Do you like that? I like that. I have it right now on offer for half price. And if you receive my monthly newsletter, see, notice, monthly, I will send out that offer to you. You just go to CoachDebbie.com and you can receive the offer that is on, on offer for half price, which is $1,100 half price. This community is on for six months, and people have gone from an idea of a book to a completely finished draft. Michael went from an idea from a podcast to having the microphone, all of the equipment, to writing it down, drafting it, etc., etc. More and more can come when you join a community. I would love to support you in Coach Debbie Superstars. I'd love for you to feel like a superstar. This is just one of the many paths of becoming a confident writer. Join me there. And until next Thursdays, my friends, namaste.